0: Full Fanter. Butts Fanter. This is another episode of your sports podcast. This is Shan and Shazad here from 1FM. And the sport that I really love and care about is rugby, in particular, the Six Nations. Which has just started. Which has just started. My team Ireland had a mighty triumph in the first weekend. <laughs> As they should. Uh, so I'm happy about that. But, but weirdly, I'm watching a documentary which is all about last season. Mm. So I've kind of got two seasons running in my head at the same time. <laughs> because there is a new documentary. And today we're going to talk about sports documentaries. And uh so it's on Netflix and it's called Full Contact. And it goes through uh, basically last year's tournament. Right. And uh I love it. What are they going uh, behind the scenes like the changing rooms stuff like that? Are they following all the the six nations or yep. just a few? They follow each team equally. Oh nice. And what they kind of do is they pick one player from each team. Okay. And uh you know presumably they're picking the more in, interesting, interesting players. Yeah. Um to be, to be fair, rugby players are not that charismatic, <laughs> really. They're not really very funny. There's a lot of sort of very earnest yeah. guys, you know, oh, it's going to be a tough game, you know, really got to focus up. <laughs> Uh, but the same are, stuff that they all kind of say, right? S- true. So there's a little bit of that, which is a little bit boring. But there's some characters, like there's a Scottish player called Finn Russell. Okay. And he's their number 10. He's their most creative player. And he's also very funny. Right. And so you have characters like that. So he's a cheeky up. chappy, is he? He's a cheeky chappy. And he's a, he's a bit of a renegade. And, of course, we all love to see those characters in sport. Definitely. And so it's good. It, you know, it they, the players they choose, you do learn about their history, where they grew up. Yeah and uh, you, it does make you feel more engaged with them as a player and also with the team as well you you start rooting for different teams yeah. almost because of the players storylines behind them do they intersperse kind of like um, the action with with uh, what's going on in the background, and then the, how they react after winning and losing. Exactly. Uh, and I always think the reason that sports documentaries often are really good is because sport, by its very nature, has highs and lows, excitement, yeah. and there's often a real Climax scene, you know, where you watch the game and maybe the underdog wins, and you know, so it has all of that drama in it. So, I uh, would recommend it if you like rugby. Uh, There is a Netflix documentary called Full Contact. Have you watched the documentary you would recommend? You know, um, Amazon have done a whole
1: bunch called All or Nothing. Uh, Where they've uh, followed uh, football teams, uh, Manchester City, Arsenal. uh, They've done American teams as well. Um, Of course, I'm a a big Tottenham Hotspur fan. So they've done all or nothing Spurs. And they kind of encompassed when Tottenham were just coming off their best period in Mm -hmm. a long time. And that was with Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah. And then he got sacked. Yeah. And then um, Jose Mourinho comes in. And, of course, he is always worth a soundbite or five, isn't he?
0: <laughs> yes, he so, is. And
1: he absolutely loved it. You could tell. And he loves a camera. This yeah, guy. Right? You, know, you know what he's like. And he was playing up to it. I, I forget. Mean, why was Pochettino fired? Well, the results, it was actually just a few months after they got to the Champions League final. Yeah. And they dipped so badly. Okay, okay. Now you want to ask a Spurs fan as to why all this happened. I could be here for ten <laughs> podcasts.
0: Um
1: and conspiracy theories as well. But yeah, the the performances dipped quite badly. Um there were, there was talk that he'd kind of lost the dressing room. I don't necessarily agree with that, but um it was it was felt that by Daniel Levy, the man in charge of course of Tottenham, that it was best to make a clean break. Mm. And he was kind of seduced by the whole Mourinho mirage. Yeah, and we know that, you know, he can be a fairly destructive. But in this day and age, he's a fairly destructive coach. He, he didn't do well at Spurs. I'm trying to remember no, the sequence here. It's the only club he's never won a trophy at. <laughs> we are the graveyard for coaches.
0: Because <laughs> yes.
1: Antonio Conte is another one who's won at every club he's been <laughs> at. Yep. Except, except for, for Spurs. Tali. Yeah. Wow. Sort of. um, and by the way, so is <laughs> But anyway, I'm getting sidelined. I don't want to talk about that. But the uh, documentary is a fascinating insight. And I think you've experienced this as well with your um, with your rugby one, that you know I, I I love I love my club. You love rugby. You're now getting an insight into it, which we would never have mm-hmm, seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as we say, we interspersed that with results. And because it's looking back at a season that I knew very painfully well, right? I kind of then said, Ah, so that's how that happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As
0: just as just as much as you are, right? Um, I do like though when I watched the documentary, and I've. I've only casually followed the season. Right. And so each game that they show, even though it's in the past, is a surprise to Ah, me. Right. Okay. Okay. Which is how I felt when I watched Beckham. Okay. So, Because Beckham is a fantastic show, in case you haven't watched it on Netflix. And it goes through, you know, obviously the glory days of Man United when I was a football follower, but only casually. Mm. And so it'll take you to, let's say, this crucial critical game in David Beckham's life. Right. But I've kind of forgotten yes, what happened. Yes, so that brings back the memories. Yeah, and so it's, it's by itself is an exciting thing. Because I'm watching to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> or do they win? Yeah.
1: What, one thing I've heard about the documentary, because I haven't seen it yet and I really do want to watch it, is it kind of skirts over the more unsavory parts Correct. of Beckham, uh, like the affair that he never had, apparently, according to his version of story.
0: Yeah. So you can tell, though, from watching it that he definitely did have an affair. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. can just tell from the way they, they address it. But yes, they do not address it head on. Right. Um, But they also do not deny it. Yes. Yeah. So um, I've
1: also heard that the, the woman in question has also come out quite strongly. Correct. Since the documentary's come out. Because
0: the documentary came out and was so high profile that right. she, I mean, I guess the spotlight was suddenly on her again. Yes. Many years later and she, you know, she stuck to her story as it were. Right. So, you know, you can, it's, it is a, an interesting insight into the the most famous couple in, in sports and entertainment, you know. Tell me, did, did you feel that it painted him
1: overall, forget putting that aside, mm. the, the affair, um did it paint him in a very sympathetic light like was it very kind of pro beckham in a way or was it a fair assessment of him because some documentaries and we'll talk about this in a short while are unauthorized in a way yeah right and and others are very much with the consent of the of the of the person in question
0: i mean i imagine almost all documentaries will be with the consent right so they got to be pro i will tell you about one in a minute okay, there, okay. but but do, did you feel that this was Kind of like obviously Beckham played a large part in this. Oh, for sure, yeah. and you know you come out of watching it being a big fan of Beckham, right. you do, right? Um, and yes, that might be edited in some ways, but I also believe you can't fake that for how many sure. episodes they filmed, sure. right? So I do believe there is a there is a likability, a high likability to Beckham and even right. Victoria, yes, which does come through in okay. this show. So I want to tell you about one that wasn't
1: approved of. Okay. Um, and that was in 2020. Um, and that was called Tiger. Ooh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods one. Um So he's not... Um, because, it, you know, he's also had a bit of an unsavory time. Of course, yeah. Um, talking about infidelity he's and all that. He's a fallen hero for sure. He is. But then this also talks about the, the, the comeback that right, Tiger okay, had okay. after his big fall from grace. Yeah, yeah. But it interviews, unlike the Beckham one, it interviews one of his girlfriends who he was unfaithful with, oh. right? And so she gives kind of her version of yeah. events and how much uh, he cared for her. Okay. So you can definitely tell he has not approved of this. because uh, right. He's always kind of wanted to not really talk. Well, he, he has admitted his um, foibles and how and he's yeah. not a perfect person, but having her being such a prominent role in the documentary mm. um in a way, you can almost argue that's kind of sensationalizing it because Tiger's more than just the affairs that he had. Of course, mm-hmm. he's such a great player, right? He's redefined golf. He broke barriers. Um, and that for that, I think many people are very grateful for, yeah. for Tiger Woods. Um, but I like the fact that it kind of showed that he's a flawed character. Mm. A lot of sports heroes are flawed. For sure. You know?
0: So in this show, is he interviewed firsthand? They use interviews that are not current, that are not oh, for the documentary. Okay, okay, okay. They intersperse
1: older interviews. All right. So, so I find that interesting. Yeah, yeah. So definitely unauthorized.
0: Right. So do you, by the end of it, you just you just see him as a flawed hero, like a human. Yes, <laughs> I, I, one of us. Right, right, you know, okay. and
1: And I think you can kind of identify this guy was just super talented, uh-huh. but he had as many imperfections as the rest of us. Is
0: there any explanation of that from his yeah, childhood so or anything? his
1: father, um, and, and sadly, this, there's a pattern here. His father was also kind of not faithful I see. to his mom. Uh-huh. And as, uh, apparently he swore that he would never kind of do that right. and be like that. And, you know, unfortunately, history repeated
0: itself. Well, I mean, for a long time, I found it very fascinating by itself that so many of the highest, highest heroes in sport fell from grace. They yes. all did. There's Lance Armstrong. Yes. There's Ooh, Oscars, he's Oscar Pistorius. Yeah. Oh, he's Tiger w- I mean, it's like yeah. you couldn't really script this. No. You know, it's like no. quite unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And uh, apart from maybe uh, the two that you just mentioned there, because um, their big mistakes happened after they retired from the sport. Okay. There was no coming back from that. Right, right, right. Whereas Tiger is still playing. Hmm. Um, and so he could have that sort of, and Americans love a comeback story. Uh, they absolutely yeah. love that. They love the return of a fallen hero, right? Hmm. It makes for a great script. But I think one that you and I have both watched, and I haven't quite completed it, talking about heroes and, and icons, is
0: The Last Dance. So The Last Dance is the, it's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. It's, yes, it is. It's the glory days of the Chicago Bulls basketball team with Michael Jordan. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a brilliant show. You know what, Sean? I don't know about you. I'm not a I'm not a huge I'm not a
1: great basketball fan, Mm -hmm. but I appreciated the Bulls and what they did in the '90s. What about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, my takeaway from it I just love seeing how ruthlessly competitive Michael Jordan is. It could be the biggest basketball game you're playing, or a game of like pick up sticks. Correct, and he would die, die, want to win
1: (laughs) no matter what. And I think this is that. Uh, attitude that Jordan had—you will find that with every single mm. icon that we've mentioned here—is yeah, yeah, yeah. this um, unerring sort of, you know, there's this dedication yeah. to just one objective, yeah. and that's just to win. Yeah. And he made it very clear. There was one point um, his team, the Bulls, they were—he was not sure whether they were kind of tanking results because when in basketball, when you don't do well, the lower you finish in the in the table. Mm-hmm. The, more, the better chance you get of getting a draft pick for the next season.
0: Oh, I see. And so
1: when he was injured, he was being told, yeah, you're not going to play. And he said, no. Why? Because you're then harming the chances of us getting up the table and getting into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're doing that so that you can get a better draft pick for the next season. And he was arguing with management even though he had this injury that could ruin his career, uh-huh. that could potentially rule him out of playing basketball ever again. And mm-hmm. he was very young at that time. He demanded to play. Hmm. So it, it, it just showed he was so focused on doing as well as he could, even if it meant
0: risking the rest of his career. Yeah, it's a good one. So those are our recommendations for sports documentaries. Uh, we talked about The Last Dance. Beckham, Tiger, Tiger, All or Nothing, or the one I'm watching right now, which is all about rugby, which is called Full Contact. Batsball Fanter! Batsball Fanter!